Natural gas demand remains firm, September 28, 2022. Midstream energy infrastructure lagged the market sharply following last week's FOMC meeting with its revised dot plot. The odds of a recession have increased. Although infrastructure businesses have very visible cash flows, enough holders operate on a hair trigger that requires little inducement to sell. It's doubtful you'll see any revision to guidance as a result of the last few days. Increasing demand for U.S. natural gas provides a strong underpinning. Next decade was the subject of a positive article by RBN Energy. See Jump in the Line Part 4, Next Decade Eyes FID on Rio Grande LNG project with carbon capture. They have signed commitments for 75% of the capacity on their first two liquefied natural gas trains, the name given to the structures that chill and condense methane before it's loaded onto specialized LNG tankers. A final investment decision, FID, to move ahead with construction of the Rio Grande LNG facility in Brownsville, Texas, is expected before year's end. Further selling agreements may result in FID on three trains. At its full capacity of five trains, next decade's Rio Grande LNG terminal will ship 3.6 billion cubic feet per day, BCF a day, of natural gas. Chenier, the leader, currently ships five to six BCF a day. U.S. LNG exports are assuredly increasing, but the results will take several years to show up given the complexity of construction. LNG contracts are typically designed with a liquefaction fee and limited price exposure to natural gas for the LNG operator. Next decade's success contrasts with Tellurian's struggles to obtain financing for their project. Tellurian's bullish view on natural gas prices meant they structured agreements such that they retained price risk. Consequently, they have found it hard to obtain financing for this riskier business model. Two selling agreements recently lapsed, so Tellurian moved a step farther away from FID. Meanwhile, some U.S. drillers are prioritizing natural gas production over crude oil. In West Texas, associated gas produced along with crude oil has often been flared, capture and transportation being unprofitable. Today, that is reversing as increased global demand for LNG trickles through the energy sector. See, dregs of U.S. oil patch are more in demand than crude itself. Critics of the Federal Reserve are finding more ammunition. Former New York Fed President Bill Dudley believes the Fed is underplaying the pain of inflation fighting. He thinks the unemployment rate, currently 3.6%, will need to rise much higher than the FOMC projected peak of 4.4% in order to meaningfully impact inflation. He notes still very benign long-term inflation expectations, 10 years of 2.4% based on U.S. Treasuries. Dudley fears that the Fed will lose support for its policies when it becomes clear rates must move higher than expected. We've pointed out the weaknesses in owner's equivalent rent OER, the statistician's measure of the service, shelter, a home provides. Yesterday, the Case-Shiller 10-City Composite Index of Home Prices recorded a 14.9% annual increase, down from 17.4% the prior month. Home price index futures, yes, they do exist, present a gloomy outlook for housing. CME metro area housing index futures imply a 9% drop over the next year. At the depths of the 2008-2009 financial crisis, the Case-Shiller Metro Area Home Price Index, on which the futures are based, 
registered a minus 12.8% annual drop in February 2009. If the market forecast is correct, we're in for more than just a little softness. Nonetheless, Fed Chair Jay Powell said at last week's press conference that he expects shelter inflation to remain pretty high for a while. He knows OER has little to do with home prices. We continue to think that over the long term, 3% inflation is more likely than 2%. Voters long ago ditched any tolerance for pain to reduce the federal deficit, the outlook for which steadily worsens. There's no reason to believe that higher unemployment today in search of lower inflation tomorrow will garner widespread support once the newly unemployed realize they've been sacrificed for the greater good. For evidence of today's demand for pain-free economics, look no further than the President's Student Loan Forgiveness Program, which the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, CBO, estimates will cost $400 billion. Even the New York Times seems to have lost some enthusiasm. Critics note that the CBO analysis excluded, in quotes, a plan to reduce payments for future borrowers who go on to earn low incomes after college, which outside analysts say could cost hundreds of billions of dollars more. End quote. You might think that, since the student loan problem is caused by young people borrowing to purchase educations unable to subsequently deliver sufficient income for repayment, thoughtful policy might seek to dissuade more of the same. Apparently, all this could be achieved through an executive action by the president. A country where such is possible seems likely to find slow debt monetization with 3 to 4% inflation preferable to fiscal and monetary discipline. We believe midstream energy infrastructure offers attractive upside in such circumstances.